1: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Jesse, Rudo, Megan, AJ coming to you live as the Avs lose in overtime to the Pittsburgh Penguins in a game that they led for the vast majority of. I guess they didn't lead for the vast majority of it, but they didn't trail for much of it. Any of it. I'm, a, in I'm fact. just going
2: to treat this entire post game pod like the State of the Union. I'm not going to talk. There's anything I agree or disagree with. I'm either stand going to clap. stand and applaud or do nothing.
1: <laughs> no in between. <laughs> any way around it. Uh, we do need to do a one minute rundown, so I guess I am up for that. <laughs> Ready. Uh, first period, Evs. Totally dominated. Pittsburgh came out awfully slow, and Avs controlled play, honestly, through the entire first and second periods. The only thing I'd take different is the Avs finish a little better. Uh, they dominated possession, but they only end up with one goal through the first two periods. It was the Nathan McKinnon show on the goal. He basically did it entirely himself. I The rest of it, I really have no problems with Colorado's play, even through the first half of the third period. I thought Colorado played a really good hockey game. Pittsburgh did push a little bit harder in the latter halves of the third period. Unfortunately, the Avs lost Cale for a significant portion of the third on a hit from Jeff Carter that we will talk about. Uh, and then a weird play where Francois yolos a poke check. It doesn't work out, and the puck ends up in the back of the Avs' net, gets the game to overtime, where the Avs fail to convert their overtime power play, and it comes back to bite them immediately as Chris Letang finishes them off tough no clapping for that one nothing (laughs) we go back through it and, and we'll go reasonably chronologically here what how do the Avs get the puck to go in the net tonight is it just bad luck did they just get goalied is there something they could have reasonably improved upon to take more control of this game given that they were so dominant possession wise
2: Two posts, one of them in overtime. Uh, I thought Desmith was really good on that power play in overtime. I, I, I don't. I just. I don't know if my vibes are equal with this chat. I just didn't have a huge issue with that game other I, than the I result. I
1: really don't either, to be honest yeah. with you.
3: Uh, the overtime power play was bad, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> I. I mean, look. I think there's. You can reasonably say you'd like the Avs to finish at least one more chance. They also go 0 for on their power play chances and regulation. But the way this game got played out, on most nights, you're looking at the Avs winning 4-1, something like that. Not all that close. So process-wise, I don't have a big problem with it. Obviously, you can always expect better. I think you needed a better game from Miko Randon tonight in a lot of facets that you didn't really get. On the flip side... You get Bo and Byron back in this game, and your defense plays incredible hockey for the majority of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Megan, are you giving the Avs defense full credit here, or is this uh, Pittsburgh is bad situation?
4: No, I do think the defense earned some credit here. They eliminated chances from a team that is usually good at generating chances, the Pens are. Um, and they, they mitigated that, especially through the first two periods. And we saw the way that Byron and Gerrard did already to pee, be, appear to be a more stabilizing force within the D-Core, and the usage within the D-Core also appeared more balanced. Um, so I do think that they have earned credit there.
1: All right. I, I think even Seek, EJ on the bottom pair seemed a whole lot more comfortable doing anything down there. Well, so
4: And it became important when Makar was absent for parts of the game, so...
1: Absolutely true. It's... These are tough ones because I never, like, really know what to say other than, like, Av's got to score at least one more time in this hockey game.
2: Yeah, it felt like they did a lot of things well, Um, especially through the first 40 minutes. I guess that's the one part where, like you said, it's it's hard because what do you say other than score? Which, you know, someone... Already put in the chat. Like you also, you do always have to acknowledge. There's two teams out there, two sets of players trying to win the game. And to the point that you guys just made, like I, thought, I thought the defense played really well. I thought you saw a noticeable improvement in the back end with the addition of Bowen Byram. I thought the Abs looked engaged. I, I thought they looked, you know, ready to play. Uh, they, they, they controlled pace. They, 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 they stood guys up at the blue line. Uh, they held the zone. Like I said, Nathan McKinnon hits a post 40 seconds before Crystal Tang ends it, and um, it, it, it's 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 a game of inches. If if the if that puck goes off the post and in, everyone is super stoked, like oh the yeah. Abs are back, it's a team from last year. <laughs> it doesn't go in, it goes the other way, and there's people like oh this is a soft team, they're not going to win anything. Fold up shop, start yeah. start scouting Connor Bedard. It's like I just didn't have an issue with that game. You get a point. We said pregame that, yeah, it'd be great for you to win all three, but realistically, you need to come home with four out of six points. You got one. Not the start you wanted, but it's not the worst start you could have had. To me, I more of look at the process in that game, the energy they played with. Nathan McKinnon told me a couple weeks ago, as long as our intention is good, we will live with mistakes and bad periods and things like that. I thought they had the right intent tonight. Uh, In terms of actual play, not the worst way to kick off a road trip coming out of a long break like that alright let me ask
1: you this way then at this point in the season do moral victories matter or is it just the points at the end of the game I'll
2: let you guys go because I just talked for the last like 45 seconds All right, never mind. I'll go. Uh, So no, it's it's not a moral (laughs) victory. Like it's it's. (laughs) No, sorry, I really was just moving the mic. It's all good. No, moral victories don't count for moral victories don't count for anything in pro sports at any point of the season ever. But to me, this isn't a moral victory. This is saying you played well. Your process looked good. You looked engaged coming out of the break. It's a bad result. Points are the only thing that matters. You got one. You wanted two. That's disappointing. But in terms of building going forward, I liked the process for tonight.
4: I've seen them derive positives from bad games to include the Chicago game that we talk so much about in reference to some of their more difficult periods of hockey. And I feel that this is one that they're not going to hang their heads too low upon, especially because there are things process-wise that were very positive, coming out the gate as solid as they did and then being able to sustain it through two periods as solidly as they did. We're definitely positives process-wise, and then just the impact of Bowen Byram is something to look positively towards in the next two games on this trip. That it probably just gets better from here for him, and I, I wonder too. It seems like there's some emotions that boiled over, like the the feel of the game changed after the hit on Makar, and I imagine that there is frustration that happens there, not just from a car individually, but from the team as well, that I also wonder if they can turn into something positive moving forward.
1: I mean, you brought us into this room. Let's just talk about it. Uh, the McCar hit. Look, don't think there was anything intentional here from Jeff Carter. Yep. It was just a coincidental thing. Nonetheless, you can't be hitting dudes in the head in the NHL. It's gotta be stopped. I, I thought the attempt at
2: contact was intentional. I don't think it was malicious that, you know, I see people talking about, like, oh, well, McDermott's not out there to deter anything. I actually don't think there was anything to deter on that play. Yep. But to your point, Rudo, like, that, that doesn't change the fact that that was an illegal hit to the head. It should have been called. In my opinion, that was something that could have very easily been reviewed, five in a game. Um, I mean, look, that was that was shoulder on chin.
1: From the, the blind side. Right. There was
2: no follow through. There wasn't, well, he got a lot of body with the elbow. The only point of contact was shoulder, chin, blindside hit. Yeah. To me, that that should have been a five in a game, um, and it's super unfortunate that you lose Kale McCarr for about ten minutes of game time uh, when you're trying to hold on to a one goal lead. I I, I think you and AJ said right after that happened, you said, uh, this just this doesn't feel great." You really felt the push from Pittsburgh after they tied it up, and and you just kind of knew that that wasn't. Uh, Pittsburgh started running downhill a little bit once McCarr went out of the game. For sure. It's... The, I'm, so, I'm so The league has to do something about the process of hit to the head that gets missed, player gets pulled on concussion protocol, the team that took a hit to the head got punished. The league has to find a way to fix that process. If the spotters are calling down saying, hey, this hit registered to us as needs to be pulled, that to me is something that you need to be able to
1: review that to some way that that's a really broken process. I, I just don't think it's that complicated of a system. You should treat it the same way that high sticks happen in the league. You need to be in control of your stick at all times. You got to be in control of your body at all times. If you accidentally take somebody's head off, that's on you. Yep. I'm with you. Just don't think it's that complicated of a process to be honest with you. Uh, Obviously, the Avs, maybe they lose that game anyway, even with Kale McCarr in the game. We don't know. We don't know what that world looks like. And he did come back for the end of the third period and overtime, so he's fine. So that's good. As of right now. At the very least. You can always have late symptoms there. But it's, it's just a tough look for the NHL when they say those are the types of things they're trying to specifically remove. And you don't even get a penalty out of it live. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you there. On the forward side, I I know Graphic's probably not ready yet, but we got to talk about Nathan McKinnon. He's great. Oh, no, Graphic is ready. Look at that. Ready to go. Obvious king of the game. Dude was an absolute monster tonight. He scored the Avs' only goal. Probably deserved a second one. Dude, that, he deserved like four. He, 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 both <laughs> both posts, posts were him. Yep, yep. I, I don't know. You certainly got the most out of your top forward. He gave you what you needed tonight. You just didn't get any goal scoring from anywhere else. Yeah.
4: Where? Yeah, Sorry. No, go ahead. He was good defensively, too. Yes. And it became... <laughs> 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 but, you know... It, he was generating chances by, by a long mile. Like not just eight shots on goal, but eleven. In addition to that, that are missed or blocked shots. Mm. Y- you just can't really ask for more from him individually. It Even, was. Sorry, I keep going. No, keep Even going. Even the way in which he scores is a lot of individual effort. It's not, yeah. I and the way I wrote about it was it was definitely team effort too, but it takes a face-off win and it takes Gerard to Byram setting this up. But then the individual effort of the way that he brings the play around from the back of the net and is able to not get worked off the puck, go into the slot and fire it past a goaltender who's having a terrific night. It's such a good individual effort that Nathan McKinnon deserves a lot of credit.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm giving him all the credit for that one. You're right. There is play leading up to that, but on a night where at that point, you've already seen Nathan McKinnon is hot. he's Everything's clicking. It also felt like the Avs were kind of like, all right, let's just get out of his way and, and let him work a little bit. He's so, like Barley. You can tell in the first two minutes if he's good or not tonight. Mm-hmm. But you did bring up a great point about his defense as well, I particularly the effort in board battles and stuff defensively tonight from McKinnon was like, okay, McKinnon knows what's up. McKinnon knows where the Avs are at and where they need to go. So I do really like that from him. I'm curious how you guys thought the rest of the top six looked. I already said I didn't love Miko tonight, but I'll open it up to you guys to talk about anything you liked or didn't like in the Avs' top six. Where are you headed with it?
2: All right, I'll go again. Um, <laughs> again, I, I just – I. I... <clears throat> I'm with you now, like you would have wanted a better individual effort, maybe out of a guy like Miko, but really for the most part, again, just comparing this to the way that they came out of the Christmas break, I, I liked the engagement from really all of Colorado's four, their-, their entire roster for the first 57 minutes, of the- or excuse me, 53 minutes of this game, I-, 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 I thought they were generating chances, I thought they were good on the four check, they were blocking shots, uh, forwards were coming back, helping out defensively. Really, a lot of the stuff that I'm listing is why this loss maybe stings more than you would think, because I thought they absolutely played good enough to win. I thought they deserved to win. Uh, really, I'm not I'm not blaming it on the hit or anything like that, but I thought that hit McCarr leaves the game, and Pittsburgh just really started. You already use a I already use a phrase, you know, running downhill and the Avs seemed to, to struggle to kind of put the brakes on it. They tie the game, uh, and, and again, I thought it was still a half-decent pushback. I'm with AJ. Really, the only part of this game where I felt like the forwards or the offense in general was disappointing or any bit of a letdown was that power play in overtime where they just generated, well, I guess I shouldn't say nothing. They hit a post. But usually on a four-on-three, what's... There's so much time and so much space that you can really be selective with your lanes and really find your shot. And it felt like they were forcing and they were really in a hurry to get pucks to the net uh, unnecessarily. That was the only part of this game I didn't like for the Avs forward core was that power play in overtime.
4: I thought Najushkin didn't quite look like himself on that power play in overtime. and over yeah. time. It, it made me reflect on the game, too, that, that maybe he's just not quite at 100%. I still don't think it was bad or a game that I would be highly critical of, but it is more noticeable than when even like Arturi Lackanen, he's someone who misses parts of this game, too, after blocking a shot and experiencing some pain, and then you look at his contributions throughout the rest of the game beyond that, and it, it just doesn't jump off the page, you. I'm not But it's not as if the entire top six wasn't trying. Like, even with Mikko Rantanen, some of the issue I had is probably similar to why you took issue, too, is there, there were moments where I feel like the emotions late in the third got to him a little bit, too. Like, he falls on a play that I think he was expecting a call on, and he doesn't immediately bounce back up. And it's such a close game at that point that you just have to have that spring reaction, and you can't get too caught up on the emotions of it.
1: Going to hold on that topic for a minute, but I want to talk about that in overtime as well because I think that was a bit of a factor on the eventual game-winning goal. But in general, I agree with you guys. I don't have a ton negative to say out of this game. I think at one point shots were 30-15 to in the Avs' favor. There was a pushback from Pittsburgh in the second half of the third period, which the Avs mostly weathered except for an extremely weird goal, which... You know, I, I, how much do you guys put of that on Frankie? When he goes for the YOLO play. It doesn't work as well as he wanted and eventually ends up in his net. I
2: don't have an issue with either goal. From, yeah, you'd like him to not be chasing a puck a little bit. I, I understood what he was trying to do. Rudo. you and I talked about it. The benefit of hindsight, that puck probably goes into the corner pretty harmlessly. Either way. I, I understood what he's trying to do. It's a slight miscalculation of a play, and then let's not also let's not act like it wasn't also a pretty unfortunate series of bounces that for sure. led to that puck being in the back of the net on that game time goal. Um, and really, but, I, I felt for him in overtime because he made two miraculous saves right before Crystal Tang got a third whack yeah, at it from within I, I 10
1: feet. Wanna not putting the overtime goal on Frankie at all. Yeah. It's, it's just the tying one that I'm I'm curious thoughts about from the couch.
4: From the couch, <laughs> uh, it I really did chalk it up to being a bit of a weird bounce that I'm not pinning on Frankie harshly, especially because he did come up with timely saves in the in the third, like on a wrist shot from Yevgeny Malkin. That's important timely saves that I I really wasn't disappointed. I recognized the ways in which it took a pretty weird bounce.
1: Okay, and it, an interesting game on the whole from Frankie too obviously through the first 50 minutes he didn't give up a single goal also wasn't asked to really do a ton and then pittsburgh turns up the heat on him a lot for the last 10
3: 15 minutes of the game it's i think it's a bad decision i, I, I love the poke check because I mean, in the in the world of risk reward what are you getting out of it if you get it right
1: that's if you're going to uh, commit to that you can't miss right and he missed well misses. and
3: and like it's funny cuz it's it feels like an all in play but <laughs> He he makes it like fifty percent. He like gets a piece of it <laughs> yeah. and survives immediately. But
1: I mean, does he though? Because he's five feet out of his it, net. Well, and and, and
3: I mean, it, it should not be over. It should not be overlooked that it the the puck actually making its way into the net.
1: It's nonsense for come sure. Come on,
3: like it's just a bad break. It just is. Um, I don't love the decision to put himself in that position uh, to to where he's scrambling around and he is five feet out of the net. Uh, But, you know, we've seen Frankie. He's adventurous like that. He's a guy. I mean, on a PK earlier in the game, he plays the puck and clears it himself. Mm -hmm. Like with a guy bearing down on him. He's like, "Ah, well, we're doing this. (laughs) So that's just who he is. Uh, And a goalie that gives up a goal in regulation. I'm not going to win. I'm, I'm not. I'm not coming down on him for that. Yeah. I'm not coming down on him for a game. I'm not coming down on him for that night. Don't, I don't love that decision, but ultimately the puck finds its way in through some just bad fortune.
2: It's it's a great example of what we talk about from time to time with goalies, where the reason that's such a hard position is because every little mistake is mm-hmm. magnified times a thousand. Which I love the way you just put that. Like I, I'm with you. I don't love that decision for the poke check either, and it's unfortunate because there's a there's a hundred decisions that. The abs make on any given night and I'm like, ah, I don't love that decision when it's the goalie. It, usually a decision yeah, that you don't I, like ends up in the back of your net. And it's I mean, like, God, oh,
3: that's tough. We give king of the game to, to Nathan McKinnon, whose decision to just keep firing one timers on a power play, despite the fact that his entire career, that's never been his bread and butter. It's a very small piece of his success. He keeps trying to make it a bigger piece. It keeps not working. It's whatever. This is a guy that also helps create a two-on-one on the first shift of overtime, because he comes onto the ice and he throws the puck right into the first guy, right yeah. into it, right into shin pads. Yep. You know, you're talking, and and he gets away with bad decisions. We give him king of the game, and he was awesome tonight. So I'm, I don't even have any, like, you know, there's not even a, yep, I don't even have a problem. I'm I'm the one that that sent that in. Like I was say. it was my call. Like <laughs> we gave him king of the game because he was great, but. When you are goaltender, sometimes your decisions haunt you in different ways, in, in bigger, more noticeable ways, and that sucks. Because otherwise, I thought Frankie played the kind of bounce back game you expected. His last performance was bad, and, and he was good. He was and good. And I have no issues with Pablo Frenzosa. He was not the reason they lost the hockey game tonight. He just wasn't. I mean, you've got a power play that doesn't score uh, in any situation. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't think that there are major problems here. I thought that they played well. They were good. Did they don't survive the big push and then they were bad in overtime.
1: Did Francois just see the clear Cogliano made early in the game <laughs> where he unnecessarily dove and wanna reenacted. That's my question. Other than that though, Frankie did hit Blaze's bet tonight. Of over twenty nine and a half saves, so hopefully you at least made a little bit of money with DraftKings sportsbook. Uh, got a got a little pick of the week here for you as well. Going in, I I'm not doing anything too fancy with this one, but uh, I'm picking Jalen Hurts to score the first touchdown what? of the Ooh, Super Bowl to score the a little, first touchdown. A little QB sneak action. All right, yeah. I like that. That's what I'm going with on my, like my prop bet. I already picked the Eagles to win the thing a couple weeks ago. So that one's still looking good. I got
2: Hannah going on betting on sports last year in the Super Bowl because she's just not a sports person. Yeah. But I introduced her to gambling on sports. She was like, I can get behind this. Get
1: a little interested mm-hmm. in it was, that Yeah. Way. Get Yeah, some, get some skin in the game. <laughs> Vested interest. If it works for you. It works for you. You can sign up with DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR with a new account today. Bet $5 on the Super Bowl. Get $200 in free bets. So jump on that. Get some money to play with, which you can then go bet on whatever you want. doesn't really even matter at that point. You can bet on darts or uh, grass curling. What's it called? Ha, lawn bowling, uh... I think? No, but I know... Um, is, it, that's, is that bocce ball? Is that
2: bocce ball? Sure,
1: bocce ball. I think, usually enough? in sand, I think, bocce ball gets played.
2: Bo- is, is it bocce ball the one where you throw the white? Yeah, and yeah. To, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I think it's you usually play that on sand. Really? Not the. Crass, there's a bar in Highlands Ranch that's got like four artificial turf boc- bocce ball things, yeah. All right, either way. You can bet on it with DraftKings. Doesn't matter. So go over there, use the DNVR code, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, if you're...
4: Is the you, couch eating you? <laughs>
3: I feel like it's eating
1: me.
4: I sink a lot.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, that seat is...
3: It's just very relatable. She's readjusting, and I feel like I'm just...
1: Well, if you've been eaten by a couch or blindsided <laughs> like Kale McCarr, oh. call Bacchus and Shanker 222 mm-hmm. 2222. Get yourself compensated correctly for your injuries. Bacchus and Shanker, I've been doing it for over 25 years in Colorado. They've won over a billion dollars for your clients. But the best part is, it's completely free until you win your case. They will take a look at your case, cost costs you nothing. If they take up your case, it costs you nothing. Three dollars and three cents to get covered on whatever your injury may be. If you're not at fault, whether it was a car accident, even if it was a rideshare situation, if it was at work or otherwise, if you think you have unfairly not gotten what you deserve, Bacchus and Shanker will cover you. They'll take up your case and they will win for you. Again, just press two for a while and get what you need from Bacchus and Shanker. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The overtime. There's no secret sauce to the power play opportunity I've got. They just need to put one in the back of the net. They came close, but not close enough. I think you may have wanted to see a little more urgency in creating quality opportunities. McKinnon settled for a couple on the outside. I I, I just wanted them, again, you get a four-on-three
2: that is supposed to be... Like, that's one of the most high-percentage man advantages you can have in hockey because you have, you have an adequate number of guys. There's so much up, open space. There's so much time. And not just Nate. Like, obviously, he was firing a lot of shots. But everyone, that, ju- that just felt like a very rushed power play. That is the one time where it is completely acceptable for you to say we have two minutes. Pump the brakes. Let's get some good looks here. Let's find our lane. I I just didn't feel like they made Pittsburgh kill that penalty. They didn't make them work at all. And that was I said it earlier. that, That was my really my only and my biggest gripe with the way that they played in the offensive zone tonight was that power play where they just everything that you would normally ask out of a four on free four-on-three power play, I, I I just didn't think that they did any of it.
3: There was no puck movement. Nate was happy to just settle for taking one-timers. Yep. Alright, I'm just gonna shoot it. I mean, you're the worst shooter on the ice of all those four guys. Uh, like, I
1: don't know if I agree with that. Certainly the third best, I would say. I'm yeah. taking Miko every time. Yeah. And, and I think I'd
3: take Kale, too. He's the guy He's the guy giving you 70% of your attempts right there. So, you know, Miko gets one look at it and fans on it. You know, has a couple of looks at the game. Miko doesn't play particularly well. But Shushkin doesn't play particularly well. Agreed with Megan earlier. Just didn't like his game that much. Didn't. Don't think he's 100% there. His legs still look like they're not totally there. He's just not... It's just not, it, it was just really, uh, Jesse, I think you, you say it, it they defend them themselves. They don't, they don't make Pittsburgh, they don't stress them out. Yeah. They don't stretch them out. They allowed them to pack the box. The abs close in on them, which means that those guys don't have to go very far. They don't try and get them out moving around. They don't do anything. They, they don't do anything uh, to, to make Pittsburgh really work for it. You know, they, they still hit a post. They, and, and. These guys are so good that they still make this work.
1: Anyway, like yeah.
3: plenty of the time. You know, I think in their last, what, six, seven games, their power play had been just a shade under 40%. So it's not like it, it's going through a slump. It had been working. Um, It just wasn't very good. I didn't really, the more, most of the power plays during regulation, I thought had dangerous moments. They had chances. Just didn't finish. Yeah. The four on three, though, stands out as really bad.
4: Is this the moment, too, where I think it had come off to Smith and went really up high into the air? Yeah, yeah, And everyone appeared to just be standing around for a moment. I think they thought it went out. I thought it went out, too, but I wasn't on ice. And it was a weird moment that I think they didn't, and I, I don't know what their vision of the puck actually was, but it didn't feel like they took that moment seriously enough to track that puck down. It looked
1: bad, and knowing that in 20 seconds the puck goes in the net and, and I think even on the broadcast they said, oh, well, the Avs are tired, end of, uh, end of a shift, they were exhausted so were the Pittsburgh penalty killers it, well, and the it, Avs just got outworked after that power it, play expired and it ends up in the back of their net. It looked like at least Val and Miko that I can
2: remember, it looked like they thought it went out and they were like frustrated at the way that the power play had gone like they seemed like, "Ah, oh, oh play's going up ice, like shit get on your horse get back uh, yeah that was a weird and,
1: and that, that weird play. like that sequence is really the only real problem I have with this game yeah. is the abs look like they just got outworked and it cost them the hockey game in the last 20 seconds
3: I mean overtime is whole, on a whole is bad Yep. like they win, they win the face off and that's great they get the change for McKinnon
1: who and doesn't does, make a competitive play, and they give up a two-on-one.
3: They give up a two-on-one that comes within a quarter inch, an inch of going into the net. Um, I guess of crossing the line fully.
1: Didn't love Miko's play, but he made the play on that one. Got and, enough of the
3: puck, you know. And and they they draw that penalty. Great. It's a lazy, it's a lazy play by by Malkin. Yep. Nothing happens on the power play, and then they lose the game immediately. I mean, it it looked like the ABS overtime of old. It was undisciplined. It was chaotic. It did not look calm. Well, and hey, we're gonna wait for our opportunity. We're gonna make something. You know, we're we're gonna yep, make the most yep. of it when we have a chance here. It just it looked undisciplined and even frenetic. It it was ugly. It, gotten
1: away from it. I all forgot.
3: of all of overtime <laughs> was ugly. i all of it.
1: Had Pittsburgh not even scored there, the ABS had taken a penalty on that play, and we're leading to. Who knows what happens in the last ninety seconds of overtime if the abs survive that? No,
3: yeah, it, it was a bad look. It's frustrating though that when your team plays, uh, when when as a team the abs play
1: so well for they so play much fifteen of the minutes of
3: really, really, really good hockey, and they they end up in overtime because of a ultimately because of a really bad bounce. I mean, it's yeah, a really unfortunate, yeah, a complete nonsense of a hockey
1: play. Yeah, no matter and, which way you look.
3: And at it. then they play, then they play really poorly. And it costs them that game um, And it's, it's frustrating I don't want to make too much of it I don't either uh, In a vacuum I, I thought it, through two periods Through 50 minutes You were looking at Wow this team is well, really and, and good I, And it's easy to lose track of that Because of how it finished it, And third periods have been, it been an issue They've blown leads They've left points on the table They do it again tonight We talk about they need 25 wins That's 50 points Alright well you get one now you're down to forty nine points to, to your goal here, to for trying to chase yep. the division. It's a whole lot better than zero, but it's not two. Exactly, and and if you're going to lose games, hey, if this is one of their nine losses and it's going to be in overtime, you're in pretty good shape. Right,
0: you'll take it. But
3: every time that you leave points out there, it gets harder. It gets just a little bit harder, and each next game gets a little bit more important. Now you're down to thirty three left in the season. It's not it's not an astronomical climb. They're in a playoff spot tonight. They go to bed tonight in a playoff spot. And
2: I think, again, It's fine. You, you tied for third in the central.
3: Yeah. You, and
1: it's and it's they're well, fine. Well, and you come back to the first 50 minutes of this game and you say, I will take the
3: abs playing like that every night.
1: Yeah. Right. And they'll most nights they'll be ahead by a lot more than one. Right. They they're not like going to be in
3: a one-nothing right. situation very often when they play that way, but that's not the world that they're in. They're not going to play like that every night. And, they left they left the extra standings point on the ice today. They just didn't. They just didn't quite have that little extra and that's just the reality it doesn't mean that they're bad it doesn't we don't have to constantly compare them to last year's team which was an all-time great juggernaut like let's be real here yes this team is worse yes the job is going to be harder to win a stanley cup that's they don't need to continue to try and be last year's team Mm -hmm. they need to be the best version of this year's team yeah yeah. they and, and now that they are starting to get back with with some of their guys in the lineup they have an identity to find they have a rhythm to get themselves into that they've not been all season. It's a disappointing way to get off uh, to the start after the break because there's a lot of there's there's a lot of hockey left. It's a little bit less than it was a few hours ago. It's not the it, it's just it's not so bad.
2: And and again, it is a bummer. I, I, I want to make sure that again, this isn't a moral victory thing, but. Jared Bednar has talked a lot this year about the process and building on good habits and making sure that you're discarding bad habits. And he used the Chicago game as an example of that felt really bad because of when the game comes and all that stuff. But even that game, there's things to like, to your point, it's a disappointing way to start coming out of the break. But in terms of how they actually looked,
1: I think you're fine There's, with this game. Uh, nothing moral about process. You either played well or you didn't. And the apps played well for the vast majority of this hockey right, game. Right, right.
2: And that's what you got to be looking to build on. This game is done. It's behind you. Like AJ said, you left a point on the table. Take everything that you did good tonight and go do it twice as good two nights from now in Florida and get back, get back in the win column.
1: Megan, you look like you had something to add there on the The quality of play, at very least.
4: (laughs) I think of the time Nathan McKinnon recently said, I think to you, Jesse, like, well, we've had a lot of good third periods, Mm -hmm. but nobody seems to ask about those. (laughs) And I'm just trying to reflect on that moving forward in search of their next good third period, first and foremost, because this has been an issue several points this season now Mm -hmm. that... I do have a little bit of concern that they continue to make a similar mistake that I don't have a doubt that they're going to have a good response in the next game. I just would really like to see that response sustainable for them. That they are not continuing to have bad third periods and I don't even want to say bad. I, I When they let up on their heels even for a short portion of the game it has costed them And so I'd really like to see how they address that mistake specifically because it is related to effort. And even though they give maximum effort for the majority of this game, it's still in effort at the worst times that cost them in a big way. I just want to see them addressing it basically. Like I want to be able to talk to Nathan McKinnon about the good third periods.
1: All right. I'll tell you this scoring another goal would have made this one a little bit easier for them, I think. Um, And you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from the game that Casey DeSmith had. He played very, very well for Pittsburgh. Yeah, he should get plenty of credit. He was great. Yeah, he was really good. There were I thought also, he was especially good in overtime. There were also a number of shots that he didn't see and just hit him. Got to be lucky to be good. Not wrong. Mm-hmm.
3: That's life in the NHL, man. Absolutely. How many wins does Frankie have at his career where he doesn't play well, but the team scored five goals for I him? I hear
1: you. I hear you.
3: It just happens sometimes.
1: Again, it's just me reinforcing the idea that on a lot of nights, those pucks are going to be one inch a different direction for the Avs, and they're going to end up in the back of the net.
2: Like, do any of you disagree with the fact the Avs could have won this game four or five to one? No, not at all. Easily. Cool. We're all on the same page.
1: <laughs> more clapping. More clapping. Should we shake hands? Yeah, it wasn't oh even yeah.
3: like a golf uh-huh. clap. That's the quietest uh-huh. clap I've ever heard. I even
2: surprised we could be in the State of the Union.
1: Yeah. yeah, easy.
0: Not <laughs> even You might close. not have
3: seen it behind the laptop.
1: <laughs> I don't, yeah. uh, if you're not coming down to the bar Thursday, you should consider doing so for the Jive Hive Watch Along. We're gonna have some. Uh, we're gonna have some folks out. I don't know exactly what we're doing.
3: Does that mean either, what I
1: think it means? I'm really. Intrigued by it. I'm not saying we're hot boxing the entire bar, but I'm not not saying that. Yeah, I'm also not not saying that. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> it's hosted by Drive Hive. Make sure y'all come out for that watch along here at the bar. Uh, at very least, come to win a bunch of prizes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So 21 and up uh, should point out. Yeah, yeah. You do have to be 21 because you know Drive Hive is a 21 and up weed distributor. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> you got to be 21, but come on out for that. Have a good time with us. If you can't make it, at least order yourself some Jive Hive. They'll deliver your weed directly to you. Jivehive.com. J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. To get your stuff delivered, go over to the site, type in your address, make sure they do deliver to you if you want to get it. But the virtual dispensary is genuinely the way to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we probably have some extroverts in the chat, but as an introvert, would you rather... Order your weed and have it delivered to your front door or have to go to a dispensary, talk to the guy who checks your ID, go in, talk think to this the is guy. An
2: introvert or extrovert kind of thing. It's just like, would you rather do nothing or do something and get the same result?
1: Do nothing. It's just that easy. <laughs> it's just that easy. You can even schedule your deliveries for the future. So if there's a time where you know you're gonna want some, be sure to get it from Jive Hive. Hit it up today. Get yourself some whatever it is you need. I, I'm not hip with the kids. What kind of strains of weeds are the kids smoking these days? I don't know.
2: Oh, I don't know.
3: <laughs> Did you just make eye contact with a 35-year-old this is the man? Guy yeah, guy on the was beat.
2: Directed yeah, that
3: sure. <laughs> Why in the world would I know? <laughs> that was <like> a <laughs> You're the one who's usually a, hip with pop culture. So that,
2: that, that question
3: in general was a
2: pretty how-do-you-do-fellow-kids yeah, moment. What kind of strains of marijuana cigarettes uh, guys, are the kids you guys having still these smoking days? the Pineapple yeah. Express, kids? Yeah. I don't...
1: All this reefer. All these kids with their cartridges and cannabis all this and vape and cannabis and food. stuff now. Yeah. Can't handle it. Yeah, I see it, Tiff. I see it over there.
2: Uh... <laughs> the person who put this might be an 0-3 road trip. You're already wrong. It's already not. Yeah, they yeah. already ha- are 0 and one
1: So, uh, We're also brought to you by the American Raptors. If you want to go have an amazing day, highly recommend Infinity Park in Glendale just to go hang out at. But if there's a Raptors game, you can get tickets for that for completely free. So you might as well go catch some rugby while you're doing it. Cool stadium. It, it's a dope place to just go hang out. But... Also, the literal best rugby in the world. Well, not the world. United States isn't that good. The best rugby in the United (laughs) States happens there. Men's and women's 15 teams do play there. Uh, Mm. So you can check that out as well. If you're a rugby fan, we have DNVR Rugby. Be sure to follow them on Twitter. Colton Strickler does the rugby podcast for us. Amazing stuff. He genuinely has super good podcasts if you're... In the sport, he's got interviews with everybody. If you're new, he's got 101 pods that will teach you all you need to know about rugby. It's literally just a better version of football. Prove me wrong. Moving I agree. on. Yep. They know how to hit. <laughs> Check out AmericanRaptors.com today to get your free tickets. And if you want to watch, they stream their games live on the website, too. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't uh, know if I have 15 more minutes worth of stuff well, to say about this show. Well, we got some super chats. Oh, okay, all right, So I'm, I'm hoping those carry us a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh.
2: Is it? T- it's Tampa next. It yeah. Is Tampa, Tampa next. then Florida. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, talking with Ab's PR, and we were just like, ah, it just would have been great if they would have just reversed the order of this <laughs> road trip, and I
1: wouldn't have had to come home first. <laughs> uh okay. $20 from Banks, who says, The boys looked good tonight. Left about five goals on the ice. One, Frankie was good. Two, I wish it was bigger lead so Kurt could have tilted with Carter. Three, got a point. And if we get four or five points out of six on the trip, I'm happy. Thoughts? I feel like, yeah, that's the whole show. We didn't need 45 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say. That
3: was come good. on, Banks, where were you
1: earlier? We could have just <laughs> left that comment on the screen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... He- Posted that like five minutes into the show. Shit. So,
2: come on, come on,
1: Tiff. We could have been out of here. Five, <laughs> five more from Banks who says Rudo looking like Fred Flintstone. I I can't do a good yabba dabba do. I don't have it in me. I don't think so. Good enough. Gonna gonna avoid a, a big yell on that one. Two dollars from vaguely sober who said Bo with the sweaty boys.
2: With the sweaty boys. The sweaty
1: boys. That's what I call that emoji. <laughs> I don't know. That's
4: it's what it's called, okay? Oh
1: god.
3: Had an assist.
1: He did. He had a point in his uh his comeback tonight. And look, again, I thought the abs defense looked great tonight for fifty-three minutes. I really, really will take this performance out of them yep. most nights.
4: And Bo, the scare in the first period, he yeah. went on to play twenty one minutes.
1: Yeah. I yeah. think
4: too, they are really running with him on PP2. Like, this truly to me felt like they utilized him 100% or thereabouts to his capabilities. That is the one I don't want to make. I don't know. Moral victories, I think, was the word we were using earlier. I don't want to get carried away in saying how I do think that is a positive not to be understated that Bo completes this game. Yeah. He plays 100%.
1: Look, it's not nothing that Bo completes the game. Kale McCarr came back. Obviously, he's still not sure there. You also had Leckanen take a uh, puck off the skate. He ended up being okay. Not getting hurt is good. Bo, Bo good playing thing.
2: as as many minutes as he did. I'm, I'm with surprised. you, Megan. Is encouraging.
1: Uh, I think we have one more, two more. Banks just but yeah, funding just, the night. Just rolling in the dollars. Thank no. you, Banks. Did Jesse get some Jive Hive before this? <laughs> Quite perky, LOL. Sorry for the volume of chats. I'm traveling and drunk. Cheers and love to DMV. One,
2: don't apologize. Two, I wish. And three, I... yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is this is what 5 p.m. start time Jesse looks <laughs> He's like. He's still awake. For yeah, the I was going to say.
1: <laughs> I, was, I guess, I mean, I guess I've never had weed that like perks me up. Well, yeah, up. that
3: was a weird correlation to draw.
1: Really? Oh, it's definitely out there. I'm just smoking too much <laughs> S- S- Not that though. I would Is know. that the problem? <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> See, I don't know anything about yeah, this. Yeah. Okay, got it. Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> In layman's terms, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, the basic stuff. And then $5 from Melanie, who says, thank you for your insight. I always learn a lot when I listen. Take care. That's so nice. Much appreciated. <laughs>
2: Those are my State of the Union claps for anybody who wasn't here in the first 30 seconds of
1: this pod. <laughs> feel like we should all end the pod by standing up and clapping. Yeah. <laughs> i plan on it. <laughs> uh, look, again, I think this is a little bit more of what we talked about in the pregame. Yeah, the have played a good game, but they didn't make their life any easier going forward. Now you're looking at this Florida-Tampa trip, and they... Absolutely have to win one of them.
2: Yeah.
3: And the other one, you know. Score some 5v5 goals. That would help. help. Lekin and Nachushkin both feasting on power play points this year. Get some 5v5 production out of those guys.
1: Even McKinnon's goal tonight was 4 on 4. So. Yep. That is not a 5v5 goal. Something they need a little bit more of. Uh, I imagine it's Georgiev these last two here, right? It, I would Should assume be. so. I don't know why they wouldn't. I'd yep. put it that way. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it
3: should be, and then you have three back-to-backs in a row.
1: Really? It, not exactly, but oh, you have oh, three oh. weeks of
3: back-to-backs.
2: Oh, 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 oh. I thought you meant that their next, <laughs> after Tampa, their next six games. No. From, I was like, <laughs> I feel like I would have remembered that on no, this schedule. No, so they,
3: they have the back-to-back next week, Tampa, and then Minnesota.
2: See, I'm not going to stand up and clap for that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because I don't like that. Where's Don't like back-to-backs.
1: Where's your flary clothes though? I felt like a lot of them showed out in the clothes tonight. Uh, I know for State of the Union. I couldn't tell if it yeah. I thought it was like the Kentucky Derby yeah, for a second. I know I need more <laughs> fur more layers. <laughs>
4: fur. <her.
2: laughs> uh what's the thing that Austin Powers wears? The his chest hair? No. Yes. Maybe <laughs> so undo some buttons, but like the is it like a Is it an ascot? Is that what you call it? With like, like all the ruffles?
1: No, that's that's not an Ascot. Yeah, that's that's just, a, <laughs> a just a ruffly <laughs> shirt, a very European shirt. <laughs> uh, anyway, for for whatever this podcast has been, I think we are all coming away feeling pretty good about the Abs here. Yeah, despite not getting the two points, you feel good about how they
3: looked.
4: This is a weird tangent, but I'm just even reflecting on you would like to see the depth contribute, but like Matt Nieto, right now three games in, he has chances tonight. I feel like he gets on the score sheet sooner than, this isn't to throw Ben Myers under the bus, but that was the reason why Ben Myers isn't here tonight is because Nieto is here and the hope is that he will be able to find the back of the net or at least create chances that do. And he had that tonight and I think that's going to be something positive moving forward too.
1: I agree that he will produce more than Ben Myers. (laughs) I also remember his entire tenure here the first time.
4: Okay, but who are his line mates? When these guys get healthy, which right now, that was a horrible way to start that question, because right now it's Dennis Malgin. and question mark. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For the record, it is just a ruffled white button up.
1: That's, it's now not you know. Special.
2: Yep. I expect you in with it on <laughs> Thursday.
1: Maybe. <laughs> So
2: I don't know if you were done. I just... I.
4: You know what? I am done. I don't <laughs> think... I don't need to go down this Nieto rabbit hole. I, I I think Nieto will will be
1: okay on the production. I also know there will be 20 more times this season where he chunks an opportunity right into the goalie's chest. So I'm tempering my expectations a little. It is the
4: fourth-line way.
1: <laughs> this even is Logan way. O'Connor tonight. That guy needs a goal.
4: I feel so bad.
3: Desperately needs a goal. Yep. Uh... <laughs> Who scores first, Eric Johnson or Logan O'Connor?
1: Logan O'Connor.
3: Okay. I we had this conversation. I agree. There's
1: I don't think EJ is really getting cool one
4: about it. That feels like it, It's actually going to be Eric Johnson.
0: <laughs>
4: EJ's, EJ's
1: one goal this year is going to be a big goal. Yeah, it's going to be like Game Six of the second round or something. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. <laughs> it, I'm looking forward to
3: it. It'll be. It'll be. Uh, like late in the third period, game eighty-two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously, that uh, <laughs> like I'm secures of, home ice yeah. in the first round. <laughs> do you, do you round know who like... I'm
4: thinking
2: of? Who it'll be likened to? Any guesses? Any guesses? No. Duncan Keith hmm. against the Blues. That, like, I think it was it was either his first or second goal of the season. It was the second in yep. the in game eighty-one. One to force game eighty-two to be a winner goes on between
1: the Abs and the Blues. That was. Wild. Uh, okay. I, I, think, I think we're at the end of the reel here, folks. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing left to say about this game. As, as we all stand up and clap, except for AJ. Hey,
3: I'm not doing AJ. this.
1: A pod. What a pod. Take us out.